It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, everybody. Welcome back into Lucas Oil Stadium. It is the final wind down, rapid reaction, Big Ten Media Day super show from Tim May and Spencer Holbrook. Uh, like I said, inside Lucas Oil Stadium, uh, we just heard from Ryan Day just a few minutes ago. I think he's even still on the Big Ten Network set uh, talking to those guys. We heard from Ronnie Hickman, C.J. Stroud, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Well, actually, let me go back a little second. Uh, C.J. Stroud that said he didn't play very well last season. Yeah. And Jackson Smith and Jigba, who admittedly did play really well last season. Uh, but yeah. Tim, we're here. Big Ten Media Day is officially in the rearview mirror for Ohio State. Tim, what did you learn today from Ryan Day? I learned that uh, I think he feels, he, he's not saying it really way out loud, but he feels a lot more confident about his football team at this moment in time than he did this moment in time a year ago because for one of another term, the experience factor is so much more prevalent on the defensive side of the ball, along with the fact that how he really feels good about his hiring of Jim Knowles. Anytime he talks about Jim Knowles, his eyes light up, as he calls him his head coach of the defense now. He uh, really feels uh, confident in what he has brought, what he has seen from him, what he saw from him in the spring and through the offseason, the way this guy's gone about teaching the defense, uh, bringing those guys along. I'm, I'm, I keep telling everybody, uh, the analogy I would use is that when Jeff Halfley showed up in 2019, coming off that last year under Urban Meyer 2018, that was not one of the great defenses in Ohio State history either. The next year they made a very good flip, yep. a very quick flip, and suddenly uh, you know, they're in the mix again. And I expect the same thing uh, from this Ohio State defense, just like Ryan Day does. I mean, Ryan, I asked him, uh, <clears throat> you know, did you see things in the spring, for example, that really got you going about this defense? And he definitely did. It was the velocity they played with. It was the aggressiveness. It was guys making plays in the backfield. Yep. Um, it was, but it was mainly, as he pointed out, it was two things going on there, a new scheme coupled with guys who know a hell of a lot more what, about the, what they're doing now than they did a year ago. I think... Well, look, we'll go over a few, that's what, a few housekeeping Well, see, notes. that's what stands out to me because everybody knows Ohio State's going to have an over-the-top offense this year. Absolutely, yeah. You know, Ryan, knock on you, wood, right? We can go ask him, Ryan, are you going to be good on offense? Defensively is what's going to make the difference in whether this is a great team or not. Because you could just say, Ryan, are you going to be good on offense? He'll say, yeah, and then you can just go home. Like, we could just do that if we wanted. But, but no, there's some details to be ironed out. One of the big details that I think we can take away from this, Ohio State's going to be healthy entering the, the season. Uh, I don't think anybody's on the injury entering report. Entering the preseason. Entering the preseason. Yeah. I don't think anybody's on the injury report aside from Mitchell Melton, who probably won't see any time this year because right. of an injury in that spring game. Uh, but Awful. but the rest of the roster, when you talk about Lathan Ransom, you talk about Josh Proctor, both back to 100%. Uh, Josh Fryer, back to 100%. Back on the practice field, ready ready for summer yeah. condition, the end of summer. Offensive uh, line. The beginning of the preseason. And when you talk about you know that offensive line depth, Ryan Day harped on that all spring. Yes. Getting Josh Fryer back in that mix is huge for this roster. So that's one of the bigger housekeeping things. And then the other thing that I'm just going to take and maybe- Ironically, Josh Fryer from right down the road here in Indio yeah, Indianapolis. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah. But one of the things I'm going to take away, and I think this is probably my main takeaway, is I, I think I might just tuck it in behind my ear and just wait till the right time to bring it out. 
But he used the term. Don't look, tease it and then don't say it. Go ahead. He used the term a different look in their eye three different times yeah. when talking about this roster. And you can say chip on the shoulder, but everyone says that. You know, Michigan can even say that after beat, after winning the Big Ten because they got blown out in the playoff. You know, uh, Georgia. Rut, Rutgers can say that because they're they're you know a, a middling program, and uh, you know Maryland. Anybody in this Michigan league can Michigan State chop the wood. Anybody in this league can say they have a chip on their shoulder. Uh, but for Ohio State, it's not really much of a chip on the shoulder as much as it is just a different way of viewing an off season, a different way of of how you can take that step, and a different way really. To get to the end goal of winning a national title, and and that's the that's the end for this team. This team has the talent, the potential, uh, the coaching. Now I think with Jim Knowles to win a national championship, can they do it? Well, that requires a different look in your eye. And yeah. right now, Ryan Day, by all accounts, every time he's asked about it, says this team has that. And and I think that's what I'm going to take away from Lucas Oil Stadium as we walk out of here. Yeah, you know, and I keep circling back to the defense though because that's where he definitely sees it compared to the middle of the year last year. I mean, they had some great defensive games last year against, in my opinion, average opponents, you know? Yep. And, uh, you know, I've had several guys, you know, text me and email me and, and things like that. It's like, we really missed the big picture last year because against the offensive lines or the offenses that were pretty good and uh, uh, physical, this this defense was not very good. Yep. I mean, at all, and got, got pushed around, shoved around. You know, was it a physicality thing? Probably not. It was more of a confidence thing more than anything else because clearly uh, Ohio State has got, the, has got the athletes to get it done. Uh, I'm talking about especially up front, front seven, uh, which in my opinion didn't play like a front seven you expect from Ohio State last year. And uh, anytime your defense is playing well, I mean, talk to Donovan, Donovan uh, I mean, excuse me, Jackson Smith the Jigma. Just talk to him about what he saw from the defense this this past spring and stuff, just the way they were attacking, coming after you, showing you different looks and stuff. That makes a head coach feel pretty good. But what, what would make me feel good if I'm Ryan Day and I'm a head coach is I really like what this offensive line looks like in its, in its 2022 iteration with two true guards in there, Matt Jones and Donovan Jackson. Donovan Jackson, I think, is going to be one of those breakout players we're going to be talking about in the middle of the year. And then on the defensive side, uh, you've got some guys that have paid their dues, like Zach Harrison. Um, Tyler Friday's coming back and looking pretty good. Teron Vincent, you know, they've never gotten that full season out of Teron Vincent yet, but the second half of that Rose Bowl game, he looked yep. like a different player. Uh, and then you throw in Tyleek Williams, Mike Hall, and all those guys, that defensive front, not the least of whom are Jack Sawyer and JT Tuimolowau, you know, yes, I think Ryan Day is walking around with a little bit more confidence than he had this time a year ago because now he not only kind of knows what he's got from a personnel standpoint on defense, he likes the way they're playing, and that lifts everybody. And you talk about all of those guys, what do they have in common now, most of them at least, they have experience. Right. And you can talk about – Jim you know, Knowles knows he's inherited a pretty good situation in that regard. Yeah, exactly, because – Last year, this team was so young, whether it's Denzel Burke on the outside, whether that's you know even guys like Cameron Martinez, who hadn't played a lot, you know Tyleek Williams, JT Tuimaloa, uh, Jack Sawyer, there was not really a true leader of this defense like there should have been. I guess you could call it that you know, Zach Harrison, and, and he was a good leader. I'm not going to knock the way he was leading, but the linebackers didn't have any experience. There was defensive linemen without experience. There was even offensive linemen who were playing out of position. Paris Johnson had never played guard, and, and CJ Stroud never thrown a pass well you walk into this building this year and you look around and you're like yeah we expect to be back here in December because 
everyone on the roster has playing time now, and, and yeah. they have experience. And all, what a what a year, what a difference a year can make for Ryan Day in Ohio State to be oh, back. Absolutely, to be back here. You know, and I think you got one question about quarterbacks the entire time, and it was well, what the a, state of the backup it's a given. is. And, there's, no, there's nothing and it, that makes a head coach feel better than having a not just a returning starter, but a proving, proven elite starter coming back at quarterback. Oh yeah. I mean, go, go talk to Jeff Brom about his quarterback now. You know what I mean? Same mm-hmm. idea. I mean, uh, right James on down Franklin, the line. There's a lot of quarterbacks exactly. in this league. The, the, the head coaches feel good about their quarterback, and I think that's another point is just. You know, Ryan Day last year at this time had to answer questions about whether it was Jack Miller, whether it was, you know, the, the idea of Quinn Ewers coming in eventually. Uh, he talked a little bit about Kyle McCord being a true freshman and pushing for that and never yeah. named a starter until the middle of the training. He had to answer questions because that was kind of his fault. He didn't want yeah. to name C.J. Stroud until the middle of the preseason. Well, now, though, like I said, the difference a year can make. He's talking about the Heisman Trophy favorite. He's talking about uh, a wide receiver who, who – could push for that Heisman Trophy, Blitnikoff favorite. He's talking about a running back that, that has experience now uh, because we all knew Trey Henderson was going to be the starter last year. It was just when that was going to happen. Well, now yeah. you don't have to worry about when it, ha- it happened last year. So all of that experience, he, Ryan Day can go into training camp sleeping probably a little better at night, and he can walk into every game knowing that there's a baseline level of competence and uh, you know experience level that allows this team to, to be a certain level of good no yeah. matter what. And yeah. I think this, that's why the ceiling for this team this year is probably 11 and one, and the floor or the ceiling is probably a national championship, and the floor is 11 and one. I don't I don't see any other way to shake it, and I think that's how Ryan Day feels right Talking now. About a regular season, yeah, yeah without exactly. a doubt. And uh, you know, and the bottom line is, what you're getting to here, as you were talking, is this team has answers for almost anything someone can present them. Absolutely. From a defensive standpoint, C.J. Stroud with with what he's got back, with his offensive line, which I think is going to be excellent offensive line, with a bevy of wide receivers again, uh, who some, you know, you got to got to see a glimpse of that in the Rose Bowl of who's stepping up, so to speak. Joe Royer, I think, is going to be excellent at tight end as this thing goes on. Uh, Cade Stover, uh, right on down the line, they've got some even some depth there. And then on the defensive side of the ball, they they're going to have answers. He talked about that about with Jim Knowles. Do you remember the nightmare of the Oregon game when Oregon ran basically the same play three times for touchdowns around along the left side through yep. the left end of the line, left side of the line? Like he even touched, he touched on that without even saying it. Jim Knowles is not the kind of coach that you're going to run a play three times and him, him not have a have adjusted his calls one way or the other or addressed that with his players on the sideline. That's what he really, you know, he really has the best word I've. I'm leaving here with about Ohio State and just listening to Ryan Day is he has confidence in the group that he's leading. Yep. And that makes such a difference. And I think one of the things that I've noticed about this offseason compared to last offseason, I think it was you and I on a, sh- on a show last year, we're talking about the level of talent on the roster last year. And we had never seen a level of talent assembled on the roster. Maybe we were a little hyperbolic. The no, difference, we don't, we don't. But the difference in this there's, year. No, there's a difference. I mean, there's a, they were talented. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. The you still got to play. The difference this year, instead of saying the level of talent on the roster, we're talking about the level of experience Correct. for that talent. And I think that's where the biggest difference is with the way that we're speaking about this team now. And three of those talented, experienced guys, you know, as we transition from Ryan Day to the players, uh, C.J. Stroud met with the media, Jackson Smith and Jigba, and Ronnie Hickman. Uh, 
Tim, if you if you had to summarize that, I guess one big takeaway from from talking to any three of those guys, what'd you hear that you liked? I like the fact that Hickman is really sold on this uh, Jim Knowles defense, and why wouldn't he be? He's going to be the adjuster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he and I almost got into a state firm or something commercial about using the term adjuster. It was really funny, but he really. He really likes the way his fellow players have taken to it along with himself. He feels very comfortable and it's a very safety intensive defense with three safeties on the field almost all the time, playing some kind of different role, interchanging, et cetera, uh, keeping the quarterback guessing. And as Jim Noe says, he wants to more, more than that, keep the offensive coordinator guessing. Uh, so you take that from him and also the fact that he really likes the way Josh Proctor and Lathan Ransom have shown, uh, have shown up in the last several weeks, especially looking to be almost 100%. Lathan Ransom's still going to be brought along slowly uh, in preseason camp just to make sure he is that way. Really likes Josh Proctor, though we all know what Josh Proctor can bring if he's healthy. And then C.J. Stroud talking about leadership, talking about bringing the defensive players, although he never invited Ronnie Hickman over for for dinner yet at his house, or at least Ronnie Hickman says he hasn't. Uh, but the bottom line is he's he's tried to immerse himself in this team, not just in this offense, but in this team. And with a starting quarterback who was a Heisman finalist who could be doing his own thing in his NIL realm, et cetera, uh, immersing himself in the team and bringing those all, all those guys along. Like he said, the fellowship of a team is a big deal. I wrote about that for yeah. uh, uh, LettermanRoad.com. And then Jackson Smith and Jigba. I mean, is there a more pleasant fellow to just talk to, who will just kind of lay it out to you like it is, uh, took umbrage with the fact that CJ was bragging about beating him in horse, and I said, well, y'all need to maybe change the game to in Jigba and see if he can still do it, but I'm talking about in basketball terms. Uh, he he, do, he, he uh, basically described uh, CJ Stratton as one of those West Coast guys who likes to shoot from the outside, whereas <laughs> Jackson likes to move it, you know, move it around uh, through his legs, whatever, and drive to the hoop. But the point is, he's such a pleasant guy. He and CJ have such a chemistry that was on display for everybody in the Rose Bowl, and uh, that is carried through. But Jackson really likes where this offense is headed. I mean, they all know they're onto something big here. I mean, absolutely. Just from the running back situation, Trevion Henderson, yeah. Mayan Williams, yeah, but then you got Evan Pryor who can really mix it up. I mean, and, and play calling, et cetera, what they want to do. So that's what you, that's what I took from him. That was a lot, Tim. That was a lot to take well, from him. Well, we could talk a lot about the offense and C.J. Stroud talking about it, but that's for another. Talked to Jackson Smith and Jig before, about 10 minutes, one-on-one. Uh, got him off to the side before his press conference with with the big group. And and what I took away and what people will be able to read and, and, and hear on LettermanRoad.com on, on Thursday morning is, just his level of confidence in his ability. You know, I asked him, I said, do you set numbers for yourself? And he said it plain and simple, better than last year. Last year was 95 yeah. catches for 1,606 yards. And to be better than that would mean breaking single or career Ohio State records in just two years, basically. Yeah. Breaking receiving records for the NCAA uh, on the way for a two-year stretch. Uh, you know, rivaling, you know, some of the best all-time seasons in, in NCAA history for a wide receiver. Um, those are lofty expectations to set for yourself. And everyone else has him on that level and expects him to be there. But for, for Jackson Smith and Jigba to own that and feel the exact same way and think, I can do that. There's no reason that I can't go out and, and extend those numbers that I put up last year. I mean, yeah. the confidence level of him and the maturity that he has along with it, there's a lot of guys who, in his shoes, would be really cocky, especially at the wide receiver position. We've seen yeah. divas at wide receiver. For, since wide receiver was a position in, in football. 
Jackson Smith and Jigba just carries himself differently. Yeah. And and that's one of the big things is like he's not he's not flashy. He did tell me that he's got some celebrations that that he might try out when he gets in the end zone. Uh, you know, a couple dances that he's been working on. But yeah, I have no problem with that. Exactly. But when you get there, you can do whatever you want because yeah. they just need to stop you. But the idea of him just being that mature to set those kind of goals for himself while not being while being still gracious about it, it really does say a lot about who Jackson for the Jigba is, and that's probably my biggest takeaway is just how confident he is. He has inside knowledge, though, too. So, I mean, you know, and I think most oh, yeah. people are aware of this, too. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. is a big thing waiting to happen. It already happened in the Rose Bowl to a certain extent. The other guy, Mika Agbuka, is a big thing waiting to happen. Yep. Uh, you know, just, you, okay, you're going to take Jackson Smith and Jigba away from the offense. Now what are you going to do with these other two dudes? Julian Fleming. You know, is he finally going to have that year, that full year, you know, which he has flashed uh, what he's possible. So, you know, I think Jackson Smith and Jigba, like a lot of people, understands he's going to get a lot of opportunities. And if they continue to use him that, as that slot guy, maybe even put him in the backfield like they did some against Utah, just mix it up, he could have that ridiculous thunder year. And he said that he absolutely loves that. If, he want, if they can want to put him in the backfield, he's willing to do it. If they want to put him on the outside, you know, whatever gets those great matchups, and yeah. you know, good luck to any defense, especially in this league, trying to scheme against that. Because you want to take Jackson away, that's fine. But there's Marvin. You want to take Jackson away, that's fine. There's Trayvon Henderson. Like Ronnie Hickman said, you know, I said, what do you, how do you deal with uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba? He goes on a, like on a certain route. He goes, you just hope they throw a bad ball. So I'm I paraphrasing mean, what he said, but that's basically what he said. I mean, that's that's what this kid brings to the table. Kid, excuse me, young man. So you've got C.J. Stroud confident as ever, uh, really handling the spotlight better than I think we've ever seen. Uh, really impressed with the way that he just handled everything. He had probably 100, 100 people around him at one point oh, yeah. t- uh, today, maybe even more. And the way that he was able to just navigate through all of that, you know, some tough questions, especially about the rivalry. You know, none of these guys like talking about it, but it's, it's a part of Big Ten Media Days. You get asked about a loss to Michigan, and so they handled that well. Uh, they handled C.J. The wants to win the national championship. I don't think he's left any doubt about that I mean no we talked about the Heisman finalist thing and being a Heisman finalist again possibly and uh, winning it you know that's one thing but he he is so big into leading this team right now he he sees what's around him yep take advantage of it yep and so that's where I think we'll wrap things up on the rapid reaction Big Ten media Big Ten football media days super show special I guess is what we could call it uh, Tim May Spencer Holbrook uh, live from, not live, but in Indianapolis, wrapping things up. Uh, C.J. Stroud, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Ronnie Hickman, Ryan Day, and the rest of everybody who is just trying to play catch up with those guys uh, in the Big Ten. And Kevin Warren. we got a lot of updates, a lot to come at LettermanRoad.com, a lot to come on this YouTube channel, so stick with us. We cover Ohio State football all year round. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Make sure you check out the Letterman Lounge message board, and we will see you back in Columbus.